I love sequencers, drum machines, synthesizers, pulsating in perfect harmony. When you listen to music, it's supposed to connect with your mind, body, and soul. But today's generation is listening to music that is so harmful. Everything you hear now is sex, drugs, and violence. When they should be embracing the essence in the silence. You're listening to the D Win Legacy Podcast, brought to you by D Souls Productions LLC, where we bring together life, culture, and community. You know where else I'm enjoying the silence? Here on Anchor. All the fakeness is gone. Listen. Welcome back to another episode of the D-Win Legacy Podcast. And once again, I want to show my appreciation for everyone who has taken the time to listen in. I also want to give a huge shout out to everyone who contacted me in regards to my last episode called The Field. A lot of people are expressing um, their thoughts on uh, looking forward to me continuing to go out into my neighborhoods and communities. So uh, I think this is going to be a good thing. Uh, I think this series is going to be something that changes the game uh, when it comes to us doing podcasting. But um, as you heard, I was a little rusty. And, uh, <laughs> you know, after I got my feet wet a little bit, because it's been a while since I've done that, you know, things started to come back to me. So I'm looking forward into doing this series so but now we're going to bring things back in and i'm going to talk about (laughs) this discussion i've been having this past week that has turned into a heated debate talking about the current music industry and i'm going to talk about something that i know a lot of these young bucks are not really thinking about and this is why i'm calling this episode The silent essence in music. Now I'm going to first ask you, what kind of music do you listen to? Rock, R&B, jazz, heavy metal, classical, reggae, country, pop, What genre do you like? 
We all think that whatever music we listen to, it makes us so different. But when it comes to music in general, we are pretty much all the same. Why might you ask? No, I'm going to ask you this important question. What makes all type of music familiar to all listeners, no matter what type of music you listen to? I have never put myself in a box, no matter what the situation is. This is why I'm able to build strong relationships with all types of people, of all kinds of walks of life. When you get caught up into thinking, oh, I'm just going to attach myself to only the things that are part of my so-called race and culture, you will find out how alone you really are in many different aspects in life. But just to give you an example, I'm going to, you know, use the genre of hip hop to explain. But before I continue, let me ask you, what is the most important element in music? Is it the beat? The chorus? The bridge? The break? Is it the vocals? Or the quality of the overall sound itself? When this question is asked to a lot of people who love music, and there aren't too many people who don't like music, the answers were pretty much everything I just mentioned. Nowadays, I find myself in very long debates with this current new school because they really feel that they should not pay homage to the musician, composers, producers, DJs, and engineers that have paved the way for this very nonsense that is listened to on the current airwaves. But I will guarantee you that not one of them will have a, will have a clue on what I'm about to talk about. Let's go back to the early years in the 1990s. And yes, I know I mention this all the time. Some of you have figured out that I'm an old head. When I was attending the Philadelphia Art Institute, learning the basics of musical theory, we would always run into different artists who were in the industry. And one of the hot topics of discussion was making good music. Now, there were some artists who were a natural at creating good music, and there were those who loved their craft enough to put in the time to learn and sharpen their skills. In learning musical theory, it was just like the concept in the movie, The Karate Kid. Daniel, played by Ralph Macchio, wanted to learn karate, so he could learn how to fight so he could defend himself against some bullies from high school. He was saved from getting beat up and linked up with Mr. Miyagi, played by Pat Morita. May he rest in peace. But Daniel thought learning karate was only about fighting, but Mr. Miyagi instead taught him the essence of karate through dealing with things that we do in everyday life. He had Daniel's son doing repairs and painting, and Daniel's son got frustrated because he thought Mr. Miyagi was just using him to be his slave. But those of you who have seen the movie 
you saw how Mr. Miyagi was able to teach the art of martial arts without the physical nature of being in a dojo, having to put on a gi or a karate suit and screaming loudly and doing all these fancy moves. And this is how it was in my musical theory class. Our instructor first taught us the basics in musical pitch training. He first started out with the basic musical scales on the piano from C to B. And we thought that was corny. And it made us feel like we were in first grade music class singing the scales C, D, E, F, G, A, B, A, B. And this is only the white keys. And I will admit, not having an understanding of what was going on was very frustrating to me. And we did this for hours, for about three weeks straight. Me and my friend who was taking the class together got to the point where we would just, you know, we just wanted to quit. Just like Danielson in the movie The Karate Kid, we felt like we were just being used to make our music instructor and the Art Institute feel as if they were really teaching us something that was going to make us better in the craft that we loved so much. The instructor saw our building frustration and he just laughed. And that just made us matter. One day on a Friday afternoon, he asked the both of us to stay after class. And we were like, oh boy, what is this bullshit about? So he had a talk with us and he asked us, what seems to be the problem with this smart ass smirk on his face? And me and my friend, you know, we told him straight up. We said we paid a lot of money for this for this class. And we feel we're, we aren't really learning anything. Our instructor said, oh, you're really not learning anything, huh? So we said, no, we are not. He then said, D, I want you to do me a favor. He said, come with me over to the piano. And he sits down at the piano and he tells me to stand in front of the piano and face the opposite way of the piano so I can only hear the piano and not see it. So with a big sigh, I did what he said. Now, while I'm standing there, my instructor says, now I'm going to strike one of these white keys on the musical scale from C to B. And I want you to tell me what key I'm playing. I was like, please, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that without seeing him strike the keys. My instructor then said, okay, I'll make a deal with you. If you are not able to tell me what key I'm striking without looking at what I'm playing, I will have your tuition refunded back to you for the classes you signed up for. Now, that was an intriguing offer, but I really didn't want to quit my class at the Institute. So I said, okay. I took on his challenge. And by my surprise, I was able to name every key he was striking without seeing him strike them on all the white musical scales from C to B. And we did this about 10 times straight and only got one wrong. 
And that was only because I was overwhelmed about what he had taught me without knowing he was even, you know, teaching me anything. My friend took the same tests and got all of them correct. After my instructor proved his point, he stood up from the piano, looked at both of us, and he said, see the both of you on Monday. And he just giggled. <laughs> now, I didn't mean to go off on that story, but I really wanted you to understand how sometimes it's best to do things in silence. Now, let's go back to the question. What's the best thing about music, no matter what genre it is? And you're going to be surprised that it has nothing to do with sound itself. In the pitch training that I learned, it wasn't the sound that gave me the answer I was looking for. It was the anticipation of the sound that was most important. The greatest thing about music is the silence before, in between, and at the end of any musical composition. <laughs> I know I fucked your head up with that one, but those are the rules. I'm going to give you another example. Now, I love hip-hop music. And one of my favorite instruments, or should I say digital instrument, is the 808 bass kick drum. Now, when we used to, when we used to use the bass 808 kick drum back in the mid to late 90s, we used the concept of anticipation without even knowing it. We would, you know, we would give it to you in a specific area of the track that gave you this excitement of wondering, when will I hear it? When, when will I hear it again? Will it be on the one, the fourth, the eighth? And when the samplers and drum machines and DAO, the digital audio workstations, got real advanced. You could tease and manipulate listeners however you want it within your mix. The entire point was to have a level of anticipation with your sounds where the person listening couldn't wait for you to do it again. And you can do that with all types of instruments in your mix. The beauty in this concept is a tool that can not only be used in music, but also in everyday life. I kind of talked about this in a past episode. I did talking about dealing with our inner demons. This is what makes music so special in our everyday lives. If you have ever studied the Tavistock Institute, they are an organization that studies how to apply the art of social science on the general population. And when it comes to music, they know how to make music, no matter what the genre it is, have a tremendous effect on your overall thinking. This is why, depending on what type of music you are listening to, it has a huge impact over your emotions. It can make you feel happy, mad, sad. And what a lot of us don't understand that music is the number one element used in the entertainment industry. That you can't control how it enters your conscious and subconscious mind. And people think 
I'm overreacting because I hate the fact that in most rap music played today, there is an overdose of the 808 bass kick drum that is very unhealthy to the lower chakra, to the people who are listening to it. So remember, listen to what you like and don't abuse it. But importantly, learn the silent essence in music. This is the D-Win Legacy Podcast. Take care and be safe. Peace. If you want to contact me or send in a request for a particular topic you want to hear on our episodes, you can reach me at dsoulspro at gmail.com. That's dsoulspro at gmail.com. You are listening to the D-Win Legacy Podcast, available on anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play Music, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify.
808 generation overload abort abort 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 and this is the d win legacy podcast we'll be back next week peace